Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me for second visit? Second visit. Second visit, uh, my good friend, Mark Korniak. Mark, welcome to the show again. Um, it is, we, we've, before we hit record, you and I have um, shared our sadness about our cowboys. <laughs> We, we've tried to decide if it's worth to continue watching. Yes. Um, the, uh, I, I, I used to joke to Chris, that's my son, you know, like, um, this game's so bad, I'm going to go turn on a Springsteen DVD because Bruce never disappoints me. And <laughs> the Cowboys constantly disappoint me. So, um, and, you know, normally our friends in Philly and New York would be feeling um, all happy that the Cowboys are so bad, but um, they are struggling as well. They're just the, as bad off. Yes, the NFC. Yes, um, the the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team, and uh, are all going. Oh, good, we have a Cowboy game to play. You know, it's it's good. So, uh, how's everything going there at home? Good. Um, you know, probably not that different than when we talked a few months back. Yeah. Um, Illinois is probably one of the more shut down states. Yeah. I don't think our numbers are really worse than a lot of places, but we've probably gone over the top compared to some states. And, you know, things like high school football are not happening where I know every state that touches us has already played yeah. five or six weeks. And, you know, there's just a lot of um, people that are upset, both sides. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm just looking forward to it ending and just to talk about something else i mean even this is fun just to talk about something else yeah absolutely um so uh yeah we're um it and we do have good news right we have as we're recording this uh we're just a couple of days away from a new springsteen album so that is um, always an event that is always event and uh, so we'll stay away from controversy and what do you think of the first couple of songs? So um, I like them both. Uh, yeah. I, I like one better than the other. Uh, Letter to You was the first song, obviously, that came out. And I think it's good. Uh, I think it's, uh, it fits very well with what he's trying to say. But I'm a much bigger fan of Ghosts at this point. Um, I think Ghosts is potentially going to be one of the best live songs that he's put out you know, in years, I can't wait to see them perform it. I'm anxious to kind of see where, you know, it fits in the set list. If it's, yeah. you know, it, it seems like it might be the opening song, which sure. you can imagine this idea of like a spotlight on Bruce and him, you know, screaming out that I hear the sound of your guitar part. Yeah. And then, you know, I start to wonder what are they going to do with that middle piece where, uh, where they kind of come to a stop? Are they going to kind of, you know, because the, the songs, you know, in the live setting always seem to grow a little bit. Right. And this is just seems tailor-made um, for, for the stage. And I would say when it, the first day that I started listening to it, you know, the lyrics seemed a little, you know, just, I don't know, hokey is not the word that I wanted to, but they were so, you know, homey and about, you know, where he grew up. And it seemed maybe, maybe a little too on the nose is better. Right. Every day that goes by, I like Ghosts more and more and more. I think I think it's as good a song as he's put out in years. You know, uh, Ken Rosen said the same thing when uh, he was on the podcast. We're, we're celebrating his thousandth blog, and um, 
I know that um, there is that, um, I can't remember who, but there's an hour long uh, interview from a, um, that is on YouTube where, and I can't remember the journalist, but you know, had the little orange beanie and he talked about, he could actually hear the live where the song takes a break and he says, I can just hear you, Bruce going, you know, one, two, three, and going back in it again. Um, it sounds like he's really looking forward to playing all the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited about watching the film this weekend to see. Um, it sounds like it's similar to Western Stars. Uh, I know a few people have gotten advanced copies of both the album and the film, and, and it seems to be um, overall um, the consensus is it's really good. Um, so uh, I think it's nice. I think it's it. I think it's exciting. At seventy one, we're getting new E Street material. It's. It, I mean, the truth is, it's amazing that yes. you know at this point that it's even happening and yeah. that it's even being released in the middle yeah. of all this. You could certainly see it being held back. And yeah. you know, I don't know. You know, Bruce just probably has this idea that uh, sooner the better. And who knows yeah. what tomorrow brings and that kind of thing. The um, the, the, the interview you were talking about, because I did watch that as well. I think that I just looked it up on my phone. His name is Zane Lowe. Yeah, really good interview, I thought. I thought he did a good job. Uh, but the amazing part is I heard, I thought I heard him ask some questions I'd never heard anybody else ask. Yeah. And in particular, when he started asking about different instruments, I had never heard Bruce talk specifically about the guitar from Nebraska. Yes. And then <laughs> the fact that he could just turn around and find it in that stack and when he played it, you know, it sounded a little different. It's had its own. It did. Own. And, and I think that was a great story. Like he said, this guitar kind of gave me Nebraska and I haven't used it much else. Um, you know, one of the things that I remember in the autobiography, he talked about the first time he got money, he, he wanted a guitar in every room. He, he, he spent a lot of money on guitars. And uh, I was talking to my friend, uh, Sarah Hickman. I was telling her that story. And Sarah is a singer-songwriter, now retired, but lives in Austin. And she laughed. She goes, that sounds very musician-like because she goes, I have a guitar in every room too. <laughs> you know, she says, there is, I have a guitar. Um, I thought that was interesting. I also really was interested in the USA Today interview where he talked about there have been substance problems with the E Street Band. They just, they kind of nipped it on the bud. It isn't like they hushed it up, but it's like, you're, you're having a problem. We're going to take care of it. We're going to get you where you need to have. And he even used the word rehab. And, um, and it, you know, we've often talked about that the E Street Band seems to be like controversy free. And uh, they've lost two members, but both of them through not overdoses or accidents. But, you know, so I thought that was kind of a nice twist I'd never heard before. It's, it certainly makes them feel uh, or sound a little more normal when yes. they do have this, you know, something of a clean cut image. And I, I know that everybody knows that that was probably not always the case. Right. And they're, they're an unusual band. Yes. Uh, when, you, when you go back in time or go back in history. And even though they did have, you know, changes up until, I guess, 74, 75, that yeah. core group that made those albums, uh, you know, 75 forward is 
almost unchanged until people passed away. And, and those passing away were later on. Yeah, they were. I mean, and um, I just had a guy, um, I just released, uh, Daniel was um, on the podcast. And, you know, the little blurb I often start a podcast with, but I, I was impressed with this. He said, um, and, and this is an episode that just came out. He said, like in 98, I'm watching the reunion tour and you're thinking, okay, this is it. You know, this is, they, they've come back, you know, maybe they're, and he said, maybe they will be the Eagles where they'll tour every few years, but you know, this is the Zenith of it. And then the rising and magic and wrecking ball and the, the, the river, you know, 16 tour. He said, if you had, tried to tell me in 99, 98, that some of the best material in the, is in the, ahead of us, I would have not believed it. And the reality is it's true. Well, yeah, the, I mean, the other part is as much as they've done and as much has been recorded and as many tours there have been, we're getting to the point where the reunion is longer than the original, you know, tenure of the Yeah, band. it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. You go up, you go up through Tunnel of Love. We're we're getting past that point, and you know, if anything, there's as many tours, or if not more, and as many albums, if not more. There's there's as much catalog on the second half uh, as there is on the first half. And I know sometimes you'll see people make playlists of like the reunion tours. Yeah. I think a lot of us wish some of that stuff would get played more. Yeah, and you know, I I think it's a tough spot because people do come to see certain songs, but I I would love to see you know, a reunion era only set. Well, I, what are the things I asked early when I was doing the podcast? And it, I, it's a question I've kind of gone away from is, you know, I, I asked like, do you prefer the E street band on steroids during the wreck and ball era where they had the horns, you know, and the backup singers or the slim down E street band with, you know, and the other question I asked is, um, you know, I would be happy with a uh, a set list of Tunnel of Love forward, and that's it. They played nothing but songs from Tunnel of Love forward. And my guest said, and I would be happy with a darkness backwards <laughs> set list of nothing. I, I, I think I actually heard that episode. Now yeah. And, um, and I think the reason why is um, as much as we love, you know, all these strongs, backstreets and, and go on and on badlands and everything um it would just there is so many songs that um he doesn't play anymore like you know from magic or wrecking ball or um you know um and there's a couple from high hopes i would have loved to hear so it's it's very cool so it's, you can tell when he's excited about the album as much yes. once the tour starts because he's playing those songs and building the set around them. And that hasn't been the case a hundred percent of the time, maybe in the last 10 years where at one point it was always the case. Yeah, exactly. Like with, in fact, my, my friend Sam went to a wrecking ball tour in the second half of the tour. And he said, uh, we went to Kansas city together and he says, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't go to one of the earlier shows because they were doing more songs from the wrecking ball. And now yep. then like, and it does feel like he does this. Okay. I'll do a U.S. tour. I go to Europe. Then I come back and on the second round, okay, I'm going to mix it up a little bit more. All yeah. the more reason to go to more than one show. 
Yes, exactly. More than one show. Yes. Uh, so very good. So yes, we will all be um, eager on Friday the 23rd to hear uh, officially hear the album and be able to talk about it and uh, share some favorite songs. I, I know um, it, I, I am just looking forward to it. And I think it's just a really, really, it's a nice gift because as crappy as 2020 has been, it's a nice surprise that we're getting a new album. Oh yeah. All right. So one of the reasons I had you back on is I had a series of episodes where um, I was asking questions and to give you a little background, everyone, um, the sports station I listened to in Dallas, uh, the ticket, um, used to do an episode every week. They did um, bands coming to town and they discussed the shows that coming to town. It gave them an excuse to talk music. But when the pandemic hit in March, um, all of a sudden there's no shows coming. And so the band started, uh, the guys on the morning show came up with 11 songs that they called the bands of your life, a band you hate, a band you think is overrated, a band that's underappreciated. And, um, and me and a bunch of uh, my buddies on how many podcasts did a series of episodes, but my son Chris was like, you know, you should make that more Bruce centric dad. And so I did. So I've come up with 11 questions and the premise is that, you can pick one Springsteen song to answer each question, but you can only use a song once. So, and Mark was nice enough to email me and said, hey, I'll play, Jesse. So, uh, you want to give any thoughts about, um, did you do a lot of thinking? Did you just immediately kind of like knew some of the answers right away? Uh, I probably knew two or three of the answers right away. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them were hard. And, I, yes. and I've heard other people say the same thing that, you know, uh, different songs could probably fit in multiple categories. Yeah. I kind of have to plug them in. And you could probably put Born to Run or Thunder Road in a lot of the positive. Yes. And amazingly, when I got to the end of my list, I didn't have Born to Run or Thunder Road anywhere. Oh, how funny. And that doesn't mean I don't think they're amazing. I just, mm -hmm. it was more of, I didn't think they fit perfectly. Okay, good. Because obviously they're pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very good. Very good. All right. So let's start out with the negative song you hate. So I, I am a little, I am a little uncomfortable with the, uh, the, the question, but so you, if, when the, the email you sent me said, or I just don't get. Yes. So, and, so and I'm, I'm going to lean towards the, I don't get more than I hate, but yes. there's, there's, <laughs> there's several choices uh, that I could have put in that category. Uh, there are some songs that Bruce has recorded that need you know, more music in my opinion. Yeah. There are songs where he has changed his voice a little unnecessarily for effect that worked or didn't work. Uh, not always loving the bullet mic when he, when he goes yeah. that route. But I think my choice doesn't fall into any of those categories. It's an older song, which I think a lot of people are huge fans of and maybe falls in the original classics. But it's 4th of July, Asbury Park, Sandy. That is interesting. Has anybody had that one yet? No, they haven't. And I will tell you it is not one of my favorites like yeah go ahead yeah just like i know like when uh they had talked about and and it's a sad story right like danny knows this may be the last time he plays and he asks you know bruce what do you want to play and he's like we got to do you know sandy and i'm like oh 
okay, <laughs> I know people are yelling at me right now. Um, it's just not a song that, that means a lot to me. So I have your back on this one. <laughs> Well, and, and I know I know people get excited, and everybody wants to hear any of the old songs, especially the ones that don't get played yeah. uh, all the time. To me, it just it plods along a little bit. Um, the lyrics seem kind of forced into a few spots, and the truth is, this is this is a Bruce that while there's great songs on Born or on Greetings or uh, on Wild and Innocent, clearly this is a guy that really found his voice on Born to Run. Yes, and it just wasn't there and I was actually I was at the that 2008 Indianapolis show where Danny did come out and play for the last time and they did play Sandy and I'm thrilled that they did mind you yeah. but if you ask me to pick from a list of songs especially for the bigger songs I don't get it okay very nice all right so song you think is overrated also a category I'm uncomfortable with yes but I, I think this is the last negative one there's so, only the two yeah, there you go. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff I could have put here as well. And I think a lot of songs, especially maybe the lesser known songs that became kind of legendary until they were actually heard. Some of those, when I heard them the first time, I was like, oh, that's that's okay. Uh, I would say Frankie falls in that category. Sure. But, which I, I've warmed up to a little bit more over the years. But I'm gonna put uh, Bobby G in this. Oh, ah, okay. So I don't I don't know if that's a surprise or not, but it's a good song. And I, I actually don't think it's the fan base um, that overrates it in any way. I think the guy that overrates it is, is Bruce himself. Okay. And what I mean by that is uh, I love the sentiment of it for sure. Yes. And the, you know, the story that's in there. But he tends to play this in the encores. And you yeah. rarely hear it anywhere else in the show. You know, it, it's more of a mid-tempo song. I yeah. don't think it's his best mid-tempo song. And when I hear it come out on one side or the other of Born to Run or something else in the encores, it just never fits okay. to me. And I think that's what's happened to it uh, over the time. And again, it's, it, it's good. It's fine. Sure. I, it's, it's slightly, in my mind, overrated. And again, I don't think it's most people that think that. Uh, but if Bruce wants to play a two-song set of Sandy and Bobby Jean this weekend, I will find a way to be there. Yes, absolutely. I, I get that. Absolutely. All right. So the let's flip it around. What is a song that you think is underappreciated? Sure, sure. And then this, this, uh, a couple of these, the songs that I'm you know excited about. A couple of yeah. these came up when we talked the first time. And I will say, if you're asking for something that's underappreciated, this was actually really easy for me. Okay. And I think that the song I would put in that category is Walk Like a Man from okay. Tunnel Love. I think it's one of the most underappreciated songs ever by any artist, let alone uh, the Springsteen catalog. It covers a lot of ground. It, uh, the, the fear of being married is in there, mm -hmm. which you don't hear all the time. Yeah. The idea of being truly on your own. It's a thank you for a good example from a parent. And it's also just a realization that life is not easy for your parents, which is something as a kid, you just don't understand. And I, I don't know if a kid would get the Tunnel Love album as much as an adult, but this is probably the song where maybe it hits home the most. Actually, I, I scratched down one of the lyrics because you know, there's a quote that you could take from a lot of the verses, but he says, I was young and I didn't know what to do. 
when I saw your best steps taken away from you. I'll do what I can, I'll walk like a man. So he recognized that, hey, life wasn't easy for his, my dad, I see things are difficult for me and that marriage is not easy, but then there's that last line that he finishes with, and he says, and I'll keep on walking. And the idea that we'll, this will come up over and over again, you know, he knows there's hard times coming, he knows it won't be easy, he recognizes that his father tried and did his best, but this is what he's choosing to do in this ongoing Bruce theme. When things are difficult, I'm gonna pick myself up, I'm gonna continue forward. And I just don't think anybody else has covered all that ground in a t song talking about their wedding day. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. I, I really appreciate that. That's, that's well done. I wish you could play that one live once in a while. Yes, that would be very nice. Um, song that you love. Uh, also, all easy, of them, right? The, easy, the easy answer. Easy yeah. but difficult. And right. I, I think this might be the only song that we both had on our list. Okay. So I put tougher than the rest here. Ah, nice. So I got back to back tunnel love songs. I could have just as easily put Brilliant Disguise here, which I think is equally great. I think those songs work so yeah. well uh, together. But you know, when you really listen to it, first of all, musically, I think, I think it's beautiful. But he describes relationship troubles in the yes. beginning. Now we're, we're into this relationship, we're into this wedding. And you know the, the lines are so simple at the same time. He says, somebody ran out and left your heart in a mess. In one sentence, you know exactly uh, what he means. He says, you fell for the wrong guy, a handsome Dan, a good looking Joe. Yes. And even by including those names, it's so perfectly descriptive, which you wouldn't always get in that situation. But at the very end, uh, he said, you know, he reminds her, it's not too late. You've been through all these struggles. He tells her, there's another dance, and all you got to do is say yes. This is your chance at love. I'm the one. Uh, this is not a new sentiment in rock songs, obviously, but again, I don't think anyone has said it exactly like this or as well, and I talked about the music and go, I love that guitar solo in the middle. Sure, absolutely. He, he doesn't, you know, he's a... He's a legendary guitarist that doesn't get credit for it because exactly. most of the guitar stuff, and including Stephen Ornills as well, most of it works within the context of the song and is not purposely uh, showy. It's just so good and just right. And I would even say it's, it's, it's not one you see all the time, but it's one of the better Bruce videos too because it's got yes. the live component, but then you see the people, you know, kind of the couples coming right. together. It works, it works so well for the song, and I love it. Yeah, um, and you're right. Um, I picked that as my song you can listen to over and over again for everything, the reason you're doing. I just, I love when he does it. I love covers of it. I just think it is a, a and I mean this in a nice way, a workhorse of the song. It is, it is such a great song. Um, so, yeah, a great, great choice. Is there a, is there a cover I should look for that you really like? I have, now I'm going to have to be challenged. I'll have to send yeah, you. Yeah. Put you on the spot. No, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> um, I know Sean Colvin does. I, I believe. Uh, yeah, Sean Colvin has a, a really covers good. albums. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's go with your song you can listen to over and over again. Okay, uh, I put Atlantic City in this. Oh, category. great choice. 
And, you know, again, there's so much to say about this. That same ongoing Bruce theme of continuing to move forward when, when life kind of doesn't go exactly way you, the way you want. He says, you know, maybe everything that dies uh, someday comes back. You know, even when things are bad, when, there's, when we're actually at death, things can you still have a chance to move forward. Uh, things don't have to be over when they seem they're at their worst. And much like we talked about in, uh, in Walk Like a Man, the idea of moving forward. He said, you know, kind of, it, it's a different way to say it, but he puts his foot in the sand and he says, let's put our makeup on, your make, let's put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty. We're not done. We're going to go out there and keep trying. Yeah. And the other cool thing about Atlantic City, and, you know, when, when song gets listened to over and over again, it's good in every incarnation too. Yes. So, obviously the Nebraska version is is so great but then when you go into the, the E Street Band version starting with Born in the USA which was you know really good right out of the bat but after that I actually think the the 92-93 band did such a wonderful job with that when they came back on the reunion tour they were actually playing it a little bit more like they did sure on, on the reunion tour and I was not there but people that talk about the the last show of the reunion tour say Atlantic City was just shaking the building that night because the, the crowd was just singing it back to them and then even to the Seeger session I was I, just gonna some, bring that up right some people and and maybe rightly so have have uh, a little bit of a beef with some of the versions of the older songs because some are he did so differently right and you know they've all they've all got their place but this one is so good and is just it's still kind of a rocker or a little bit more yeah, of a it folk is. rocker, but a completely different tune and just as great. Yeah, a great choice. I, I think that is absolutely spot on for all the reasons you said. Um, I had not thought about all the different versions, but you're right. And I do think um, it is, I think it's wonderful that this song coming from Nebraska um, has turned into an E Street band, um, and I guess staple is the wrong word, but it is it is it is regularly in the rotation. It oh, is sure. not a shocker if they play Atlantic City, and yeah. uh, and it and it's really done. Yeah. All right. All right. Song that made you fall in love with Bruce. All right. I, again, you could come at this one a couple different directions. Right. You know, if it's the very beginning. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a little different spin. Uh, I would say this was the song that took me from being a big fan to completely over the top. Right. And I think other people feel this way. And th that song is gonna be racing in the street. Nice. Um, it, it's what made me slightly obsessive about mm -hmm. some of this stuff. And there is a quote in the Glory Days book, a Dave Marsh quote. I th I think I think that's the book it's in. I could be wrong, but. He says, it's the line of demarcation separating casual Springsteen fans from fanatics. Nice. And, it, you know, it, there's another category coming up to say, you know, a song that kind of snuck up on you or something like uh -huh. that. I didn't get it right away. It's not the most obvious song on Darkness on the Edge of Town. It's not Badlands or Prove It All Night right. or something like that. It takes you a little while to figure it out and see what it is. And the more time I spent with it, you know, it, there's just so much there. Again, the idea of moving forward, making your life better is there again. He says, some guys give up living and start dying little piece by piece. But he says, not me. 
He says, guys like me, other guys come home from work, they wash up, they go racing in the street. They continue to move forward. They look for something better, some meaning in what they're doing. And then the piano outro is so, so good. The reunion versions, uh, occasionally, I will say, get a little bit showy for me. Sure. I love, I mean, Roy can do whatever he wants, in my opinion, but yeah. those, those older versions, the, the piano solo that he plays just works so perfectly uh, in the song. So this was actually the song that I chased for the longest time. Ah, oh, nice. It, it was my favorite song. It seemed like... It, five different times it was on a set list, but not played. And then I did see it a time or two on uh, Devils and Dust. But the cool ending to that story is that we were at the 2008 Harley show, and my wife actually made a Racing in the street sign. Oh, very cool. Bruce pulled the sign up late in the show. And we actually have a really cool picture of it as well. It just, it just topped the whole thing off to be that much better. Oh, that's perfect. That's just great. So, um, similar, but a little bit different, Song That Changed Your Life. Again, you could go at this multiple ways. And, you know, I'm going to, my answer here is what I consider to be, I guess, this is, this is, this is the core song of the entire Springsteen experience. And, you know, Bruce is such a big part of my life. And that's, you know, listening to this music for so long, that's probably why I put it in this Change Your Life category but I picked the promised land in this category. Um, It gets played a lot, which is wonderful. I think Bruce thinks of it as one of his most important songs, sums up everything that he talks about in almost everything, every record. I believe that things can be better. I believe there's a time and a place where what I will do will pay off. He believes in a promised land. Uh, there's There's a religious piece to it. You know, like other songs where trouble has gotten in the way of somebody's life, there's that recurring theme. There's, this is his, it's, it's actually his most definitive statement about fighting back against struggles and trouble. He doesn't just say, uh, you know, do your best or try harder. He says, blow away those things. Um, he, makes it, he makes it perfect. It's defiant. He says those things that leave you brokenhearted, the ones that break your heart, yeah. blow them away. That's, that's such a different sentiment than you might hear in another song. And then the last, that other you know, defiant piece, he says, I'm not a boy, I'm a man. I've lived through these things. I've lived through difficulties. I'm still here and I'm moving forward with what I know. I believe you know, in a promise land. I believe there's something yeah. better. And you know, I'll talk about different versions again. The, the band version is obviously amazing, but what he did there on the Joad tour and then into Devils and Dust, completely different arrangement, totally quiet. I don't know anybody that doesn't love that. Yeah, no, great choice. I, I totally agree. It's one of my um, favorite songs. And when I was doing the newbie episodes where I picked 10 songs that the casual fan would not know or someone who that, that was one of the songs I had to pick. All right, song that surprised you, Mark. I'm actually, I have a couple here that could have worked okay. as well. Um, sometimes stuff just doesn't, you don't get it right away. And I, I actually kind of just talked about that, that, that racing didn't happen right away. Right. But one, one day it clicked in and 
I'm actually finding for whatever reason in the short term, like a new appreciation for Adam Ray's Decane, which wasn't always my favorite song, but okay. the, the song I'll actually put in this category today is Drive All Night. And nice. Thank you. And, and, you know, in the same way, I remember first listening to the song and first listening to the river uh, all the way through. First of all, it's a long song. So it is a long song. I think it's eight some minutes. Uh, it's slow. It's not particularly catchy by, by any means. And then, you know, when you first listen to the lyrics, you could, you could argue that they're a little silly when you hear someone say, you know, just to buy you some shoes. That line yeah. seems strange to me years ago, but one day, you know, it came on and I actually think I was in somebody else's house. So I don't know if it was a different stereo or if it was set up differently, but, or if it was just the right mood, but I remember it was on and that, that background vocal of don't cry now came in and it just kind of snuck into the room and I just heard it a completely different way. So the lyrics are a little strange. Uh, they're, they're brilliant because, you know, they, he made this brilliant song with these lyrics and it finds a way to work. It's amazing. If you see them perform it, it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful, but it's, it snuck up on me because I didn't see it right away. I didn't get it right away. And then one day I just loved it. That's, that's great. Um, you know, Independence Day would be that for that to me because uh, it was okay. And then when I saw it on the, when they did the river tour, the second river tour, and it hit me that, you know, he is probably older than his father was when he originally wrote this. And, oh, and now then he's singing from a different perspective. You know, when he wrote this song, he was the youngster talking to his father. And now then he, they've switched. He's now that age and looking at his children. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great choice. And I, I love the idea, right? That it, you can hear it multiple times, hear times and all of a sudden something clicks. Yeah. You go, oh, wow. Okay. That did surprise me. Um, song that's a guilty pleasure so this this falls slightly back in the camp that it could sound slightly critical yes uh, but and and actually before before i give mine uh yeah. I, I looked at your list yeah you, you sent it uh i was i was thrilled to see what you put okay it. yes um, waiting on a sunny day gets a bad rap it's, yes. it just does uh, I know that there's people in there that feel like maybe they've heard it too many times or they're tired of the kid stuff 99% of the people in the arena think it's great, and that's why he keeps playing it. And yeah. the truth is, it is a great live song that's easy to sing along to. Yes. And I'm sure you put it as a guilty pleasure because you know that negative feedback is out yes. there a little bit. Yes. I have no problem with it, and he can keep playing it. Well, yeah, and that's exactly why I picked that is because, um, you know, people on Twitter and other things that people I love like roll their eyes like oh my goodness I don't want to hear waiting on a sunny day again and and oh my goodness tell your kids to stay home and I I smile every time they start playing it uh, when I hear it on the mix when I've got it on my phone it comes up I smile um, and so yeah I I think it's a great song I think it's a it's a wonderful song and I remember some writer said look uh, we might as well get used to hearing it because it seems like Bruce loves to play it, <laughs> you know. And the cool thing was, even in the first couple weeks of the Rising Tour, 
Yeah. People singing along right away. And, and part of it is it's an easy song. It to is, learn, yes. To, to sing along to. But right away, people were singing along with that as much as anything else. Well, and he said um, when I was, when he was there at the Devils and Dust tour, he said, this is pure pop, right? This is Smokey Robinson. This is just him, you know, just a, just a pop song. And it's a fun pop song. And I just love it. So absolutely. You just made me think of something else uh, yeah. before we go forward. One of the other things he said uh, a couple of times, he said, sometimes you write a song just so you can hear somebody sing it back to you. And he, he, he's, as much as anybody, he gets that idea yes. that if, if he's singing and we're singing, that the whole room's going to be better. Absolutely. And I also, I have said this many times, I, I feel like he, and I, I won't speak for Patty, but I feel like he, he wants to be a grandfather. He is ready to be a grandfather. And I think that's why he connects with the kids. I think that's why, like in the tour, he signed the, you know, pass for a kid that like, I'll excuse you being late, having them on the show. He, he seems to honestly enjoy having the four or five year old kid up and he seems proud of them when they sound good and, you know, like, okay, now tell them hit at E street band. He seems thrilled. And it's fun when they, when they really bring it home. Yes, they do. Yes. All right. Well, I, I want a slightly different direction okay. uh, for the, the guilty pleasure, at least maybe the theme of it. And there's a run of songs on the, um, the third disc of tracks. Yes. A lot of the Born in the USA outtakes. And then and, and specifically, I would say from TV movie, Stand On It, Lion's Den, Car Wash, and Rock Away the Days. First yeah. of all, all those songs are fun. And, yes, and I, they are. And I, think, and I think they're all good. And I can probably see why they didn't really fit right. uh, on Born in the USA. They don't really fit with the theme. They never, and they never found a home really anywhere yeah. else until tracks. And I think if, if a lot of artists put any of those five songs on a record in the 80s, yeah. they, they would have had a hit with them. They would have oh, I agree. a lot of success. I would go crazy to hear Lion's Den live. Well, I just yeah. love that song. That, that's a perfect segue because that's the one of those songs I chose as my guilty pleasure is Lion's Den. It's, it's super catchy. Yes. Um, there, there's, a, there's a biblical theme that Bruce does come back from time to time, but he makes it, uh, instead of serious, he makes it fun. Uh, yeah. There are a few live versions. I've never seen it, but there's a few live versions on YouTube. They all sound great to me. Yeah. I don't know why it doesn't get played more. It's a good song. And you know, kind of like I said a second ago, if someone like Huey Lewis had put that out in the 80s, it would have been a monster hit. I think you're right. I think that is perfect. I think that you can actually hear, you know, um, him, you know, a follow-up to Tunnel of Love. <laughs> I mean, uh, the power of love, right? It's just, that's hilarious. Okay, good choice. All right. Um, we kind of talk a little about this almost in every episode, but song you wish you had seen live. Mm -hmm. and, and I know I said this uh, before, but I'll put, just put a little more context around it. It's another track song, and it, it's Take Them As They Come. Yeah, uh, I, lo I love that song. It's a it's a driver. It's a it's a rocking song. It's it's musically different actually than a lot of you know more yeah. traditional setups in Bruce songs. The lyrics actually get a little descriptive about violence more than just alluding to it, which sometimes happens. 
Uh, it's truly an original and I think different than almost any song in this category. It got played a little, a decent number of times on the reunion tour, but I did not see it. And one of my big hopes for the, the, the 2016 River Tour, yeah. at one point he talked about playing a lot of the outtakes. Yes. And I don't know if just the album part got too long and he felt like he needed to get more of the big songs in at the end. I would have loved to hear that among, among a lot of the other right. tracks type river stuff um, but that we didn't get. And that would be easily my number one choice. It's, it's one of my favorite songs, period, uh, end of sentence. And I've actually found, because it's not that well of a known song, there's actually some really, we talked about it a little bit ago, but there's some really cool covers out there uh -huh. of this. There's a, and I don't know if you would know her because she's from Texas, because I'm not that familiar with her. And I hope I don't say her name wrong because I've only read it. But her name's Mary Cutfrello. Okay. Cutrefello. Okay. Um, she does a version of that. I, and she's a Texas singer-songwriter. I think she lives in Houston. I love what okay. she did. There's a band, a New Jersey band called the Hudson Falcons that do kind of a punk version of it, which I okay. thought was really cool. And then Jimmy Eat World is probably the one that did the most modern and the one that's maybe even been heard a little bit all of all three are kind of cool in their own way and it's just proof that it's a great song i will have to check those out that sounds awesome that's good yeah. all right to wrap it up great song to see live okay um so this is another song that could have been born to run yes. and it's i'm choosing to put badlands in this okay. spot and the reason that I chose Badlands uh, here is, while it's a big deal to Bruce fans, Badlands is not a song you hear on the radio. No. And when you get to, it's not Glory Days, it's not Dancing in the Dark. When you get to those first couple notes, when, those, when that drum hits, the building explodes. And it explodes every bit as big for a song that's not a hit, that's not really right. that well known outside of the Bruce circles. It's every bit as exciting as when Born to Run starts for a lot of people. And, and the crowd reacts almost the same way. From a fan point of view, it's actually a little easier song to sing along to right. than, than Born to Run. Uh, you know, he's extended it with the, with the, the guitar, longer guitar solos. The fans kind of sing come some of the yeah. tune part at, at some point. It's an amazing song. And I know some people think it probably has been played you almost too much as well. I hear that from people. I don't think anybody's upset when Badlands gets played. And, you know, I, I've, we've done a couple times where uh, I've gone to shows where that's, he opens up with that, you know, and just like, just like, we're here, we're ready to rock. Let's go. Um, and it gets everyone just kind of going right away. Um, yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's a great choice. That's absolutely a great choice. It's again, I mean, so, so many other songs, you, you almost feel bad when you look at what didn't make the cut when you, yes. when you finish your list. But uh, when it, if I had to make everything work in every category, I'm pretty happy with what I have. Yeah. Well, I like it. I think that's a really good thing. And, and I think um, there are, as you said, there's multiple, um, there are multiple songs that could do both. And it is kind of funny. You ended up not picking, as you said, Born to Run or Thunder Road. It wasn't on purpose. Category. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's great. Um, I think that's kind of nice. Um, but, but, you know, that's one of my, um, you know, I've talked about this before when my buddy Sam and I will talk about Be the Boss and someone uses 
they have five slots and they use one on Thunder Road and it's like, okay, we get it. Thunder Road's all of us would be on that. But like, you know, you you only have five choices. You know, do you want to waste, and I hate to say waste one, but do you want to use one on Thunder Road when we get it? All of us think Thunder Road is one of the best songs. Well, there's there's a good chance when your five songs are over that E Street Radio will probably play Thunder Road anyway. Exactly, right, yes. Um, so that's great. Oh, man, this is wonderful, Mark. I appreciate you joining me. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, all right, so if someone wants to reach you, how can they? Um, so I'm happy to, uh, you know, talk to anybody over Twitter at this point. It's just my first name, last name. So it's at Mark Hornock, M-A-R-K-H-O-R-N-O-K. If you want to talk about Bruce or anything else, that's always fun. Are you still doing your, um, podcast? Well, I, I, I never had, I never had a podcast. It's something that I've talked about doing. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's, my wife thinks, uh, she thinks I should have one. I, I don't know that. I don't know that I have the time, I'm, but I'm a little jealous of the fact that you get to do this all the time. Well, uh, you know, you're welcome anytime, and uh, <laughs> I will be glad to help you, uh, you know, if you decide you want to do one. So I'll, I'll help you do that. I, I would love to do that. All right. Um, so um, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm excited about the new record. Uh, I look forward to talking about that with people going forward, and hopefully – Hopefully we get to see some of these songs from the stage at some point. Yeah. It feels a little far away right now. Yeah. Uh, Not to get political, but have you voted yet? I have not. I'm waiting for voting day. I don't think it's going to be a problem here. Although I do. There was plenty of people lined up yesterday outside our library. Yes. And people are certainly taking advantage of voting earlier than almost any time I ever remember. I don't think in our town it's going to be a big deal. So... They there's someone reported yesterday, and once again, I, I'm going to just believe it, but that more people have already voted in Texas, early voting, than the total number of votes that went to President Trump in 2016. Texas is bigger than people think. Yes, that's <laughs> that there is. Um, there, I had to think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, the total amount of votes cast last election, we've already had that many voted. That's how many people are voting early. So um, it's, it's um, which is good to hear. Re- regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, the more we vote, the better. So that's a great thing. Well, regardless of which side you're on, for sure, voting for whatever reason in the last you know couple of decades has been kind of cyclical. And- yes, it's it's strange why sometimes people come out and sometimes they don't. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good. Um, all right, Mark, you look, anytime you feel like talking, just just email me and say, hey, I've got an itch. Uh, this is a topic I want to talk about. Uh, that way, you know, that way you can scratch your podcast and you don't have to do all the work. And so I'll be glad to do that. Tell your family I said hi. And you. you take care of yourself. All right, listeners, you take care of yourself. Be good to each other. Remember to social distance. Remember to go vote. Remember to wear an effing mask. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation. And I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at SetLustingBruce, and my personal Twitter is at Jesse Jackson DFW. 
We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.